Helmets on, because it's going to get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. Indeedy. <laughs> oh, we got a show for you folks tonight. Can't wait. Hi, everybody. John Sever here, CKWI Radio 76. You are welcomed into the room that is featuring uh, sports authorities today. Before we give you the whole big rundown, we should probably... Um, <laughs> we should do it right now, I assume. Uh, let's call the old boy, shall we? Um, this is what we got to do. And, and this is, ah, yay team, it's post-draft. <laughs> These are the kind of things that we, we excel in. Only because we rub our, our gubby little hands and go, oh, gem. What shall we talk about today? Hey, Kenny. Hey, John, how are you? Dandy, get a little bit closer to the Mikey phone, and we'll be even better. Okay. Well, you know, what are we going to talk about? I think there is one story out there for, uh, this week that stands yeah. head and shoulders above all the others that we absolutely have to talk about. Women's that hatchet throwing? Of, <laughs> that is the end of the 19-year drought for the Maple Leafs. We won a playoff series. Before we get into that hard-hitting news, we should probably tell people, um, because we're doing this, we're waiting for you now. So uh, we are the Detroit Sports Authorities. We're not experts. That makes us one better. We're not bought and paid for by anybody. We do have the highest standards here. We don't have the FCC, but we do follow the DMCA rules on the Internet side of town. Um... Oh, that's right. If sometimes the language might get a little bit salty, and if it does, bring a pretzel. Other than that, all the opinions expressed within the show is just of the hosts and the guy in the back room, and that is it. So that's all. That, that was everybody. All right. So you want to go for it? Yes, Aditi. They did. Sure. They won one. But, yes, and you know what? what? Uh, if if I'm the uh, Tampa Bay. Lightning, I'm hanging my head low right now. Because you lost to the choke, you lost to the choke artist. No, that's a little bit north and a little bit east. Huh, that's true. Well, the new choke artist. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yikes! Did you see that? And Boston was like all that in a bag of chips and look out of the way, and we had everything all wrapped up by January, and and nobody can kill us anymore. And what? What? Well, you know, there's such a thing as losing your intensity, and it may very well be that they wrapped it up so early and they peaked too early, and when it came time to crank it up, it just wasn't there. You know, you almost feel good for um, 
the gentleman that went from Detroit over there and say, Dear Bert, <laughs> how was that, Patusi? <laughs> when you thought that you were going to, like, ride in, get your ring, ride out, get some kind of really crazy uh, free agent money, and now what? <clears throat> I mean, basically, you won, you're you're uh, seven games better than the Red Wings. That was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not only that, think, think, think about this. There was a certain coach. Yeah. That went from here to Tampa. And he joined Tampa as an assistant coach this year. And look at, at how their results went straight down the tubes. Never thought about I'm that sure way. Nothing, I'm sure he had nothing to do with that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, think about it. Tampa Bay used to be great. <laughs> wow. And now you guys got Blash. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk about how uh, intriguing all that was. I mean, but then again, <clears throat> this is what I love about about the United States now because nothing can fail. It's always somebody else's problem or something else was a factor. And so already they have this kind of um, thing where it, the Boston game was rigged because somehow, <laughs> some way, they got some kind of graphic that you know the guy went. You know, scored the winning goal, but it was thirty seconds too early. Oh, so in a way, it is kind of weird. <laughs> you know, but it, it's thirty second delay. It could be thirty second anything in broadcast. So, what they did was they showed that the guy, you know, the, his name, the whole nine yards. And 30 seconds before he scored the goal, and doggone, he scored the goal 30 seconds later, and everybody went, how did you know? Huh. But then again, how do you time that? How do you say, okay, uh, Bob Smith over there, um, you're going to score the goal with the last minute to play, okay? So somehow, someway, we got to convince these other people to somehow, someway give you a clear lane, and you get to score the goal. And and that looked like we're we're faking it. Ready, begin. Oh, okay. How's that work? So it, it can't be that Boston just lost, that they choked like crazy. It's it's got to be rigged. <laughs> got to be. Yeah. Cut it out. There's a conspiracy. Cut it out. You know. Anyways, there's only one conspiracy that we know is true, and that's the anti-Red Wing conspiracy. That one's Other than that, forget it. Yeah, I mean, um, what's the chances that now that the ping-pong balls are even going to be less weighted for Detroit? Oh, yeah, they won't even put balls in there for Detroit. You know what I like to do? <laughs> you almost, almost like to... to um, weigh the ping pongs you know the balls before they go in the hopper you know sure. just to make sure that whether it's on the up and up yeah 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 and i'm sure you know the uh the new york the new york ping pong balls they're giving extra weight and so is the la 
Yeah. And then and then you got the Detroit ones, and they they are puffing around. They're full of cotton. <laughs> they're puffing around right at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, and that's. I'm telling you, it is incredible, isn't it? I mean, you think about it. It's like, look, Detroit. I mean, I mean, you know, and who <laughs> you know who has it worse than us is is Columbus. Because they always oh, yeah. get screwed on their stuff. It's like, yeah. but then again, here goes another conspiracy theory. How come big markets get the number one, number two overalls, and the ones who are actually crappy teams, Detroit, Columbus, etc., uh, who? I mean, you go from being the worst team ever, and you fall back to, like, number eight. Yeah, and, you know, especially you look at this year now. you get got the, the NBA lottery coming up and the, the Detroit Pistons had by far the worst record in the league in a full you're season gonna, you're going to be watching the balls roll around in the tub and right at the end the commissioner is going to come out with the special rule the special Detroit rule <laughs> I can hardly wait that okay you, that if you have won the number one pick in the last five years you are now eligible to pick last in the draft Okay. <laughs> no matter where you finish in the regular season, you now have to finish last. Let's let's put it that way. Right. You now have the opportunity to to draft last. Yeah. If just so happens that Doc got it, Detroit's ball came up for that one. Yeah. And so right. So now, if you ever drafted number one in the last four years, you now draft it the last four slots. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Pardon me. Unless you're LA or unless you're on California or you're in New York somewhere. You know. That's why they call it the Detroit rule. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It seems to go on many, many, many uh except for baseball, but baseball this year they went to that same thing, didn't they? They went to some kind of lottery. Some kind of goofy lottery and nobody understands. <sighs> I mean, the beauty of the, of baseball used to be you're the crappiest, you go first, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of amazing this day and age where even sports, you have to – you can't even have the purity of sport. You have to have the business calculation of tanking. And boy, oh boy, if the Pistons didn't tank, in our opinion, you know, there's no way possible – you lose those many games. You know, maybe you didn't tank because it's hard for an they say it's hard for an athlete to tank. There it is. But it's also not that hard to not give it a hundred percent. Well okay. I would say this though, just looking at the pistons that they may have at one point been tanking, but then it got out of control. <laughs> they couldn't stop. stop. That point. It's, the <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, we don't have to keep losing. Ah. Yeah, you know, the ball was rolling downhill. Yeah, I mean, you probably what'd you do? Like bring Illich over and say, "How do you get your teams to tank like that?" Especially that baseball team. You know? Yeah. Oh my God! But then, hey, today are they playing tonight? Do you know uh, Tigers? They're supposed to play yeah. the Mets, but. Uh, it's been delayed. We'll see if they actually get the game. Oh, ready. it's been delayed. Okay. 
because really you take a you take a look at this and you go, oh, great. And coming in to pitch against your Detroit Tigers, two guys you gave up on because they were washed up. Let's bring them in. You know, you kind of take a look at Scherzer and you go, two hundred ten million would be a bargain. Yeah. You know, I mean, for the for the cost less than having uh, Goff around for another five years, you two can have a pitcher that could have gave your team hope. But then again, who was batting behind you? You know, what kind of run yeah. support well, would you have got? Not only that, it's not just the batting, but the, the whole the whole stink of the uh, uh, Al Avila regime just was bad. Yeah. And you know, now we're seeing, well, we got the new guy in here, and he doesn't even come out and talk much. He doesn't have much to say. There's not much he can do. Look at it going, you know, this is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, down to the point where, once again, you know, what is up with the A, uh, American League Central that you just have to have the crappiest owners slash managers, you know, who who in GMs that just can't put it together. And I give you, if you if we think we got it bad here, and we do, the ones that have it just a half a notch higher than us right now are the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, a team on paper that should be steamrolling, and they lost like ten in a row. Are uh, this early? I mean, what are they, seven out already, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the uh, Kansas City Royals. Thank you. They're hand in hand. Yeah, but the Kansas City Royals, you always expect to lose. I mean, really, yeah. Kansas City Royals are the baseball version of the Lions. Thank God they're in our division <laughs> so we don't have to be last. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, I mean, again, and we discussed it a hundred times on this show. The the Royals are crappy for twelve years. They come out of nowhere to be great for one year, and then they go back. You know, I mean, yeah. do they not draft well? I realize it's a small. I mean, probably it is the smallest market in Major League Baseball. But you know, what is up with them that they're consistently, consistently awful? Yeah, and they, it's not like they uh, bring in good players and lose them. True. They really, other than a, a spurt of uh, talent here and there, generally suck, and they bring in these players, and they aren't any good. And they roll them around for a few years, get rid of them, and bring in more bad ones. It's Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they have a new... <clears throat> pardon me. They have a new GM, so... It's not the same GM that's all the time in things. So how do they keep constantly drafting crappy? Yeah, it's well, a question, ain't it? Have, uh, they're obviously using the same um, analytics department that the Tigers use. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. They probably brought Al Avila in on a retainer as a consultant. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? But then again, if it wasn't for Kansas City, Detroit would have been on the bottom. And it's kind of telling when Kansas City is above you in the when they finish. <laughs> it's like, yikes. All right. 
So now that's for that. You know, if you got Verlander who was washed up, you got um, Scherzer who was washed up, even though one of them won the Cy Young last year, you know, and, and throwing no hitters. And between the two of them, they got three rings since they left Detroit. <laughs> and how many did they have here? How yeah. many did they have here? Yeah, about. Uh, number, huh? They had about that many. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, really, and it's amazing, isn't it? Because it wasn't the whole deal that Illich offered uh, Scherzer like a buck forty-four, and and yeah. Scherzer was offended and he left. You know, and I mean, we're talking less than sixty million dollars over how many years? It must have been five years or something. Was Washington, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a big contract at the time. It's huge. But, uh, he certainly, uh, certainly held up his end. Yeah, and on the other end, you signed Zimmerman for a hundred million, mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course he had the uh, Detroit Lions flu. Ouch! We look like we're losing. Ouch! And we ch- I mean, I can't, I can't fathom what over five years what your paycheck looks like every other week. For a hundred ten million, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you even do paperwork like that? I mean, what's your tax bracket? <laughs> Just imagine him going into the bank and he's standing in line to make the deposit <laughs> or withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking about buying an island. Yeah, I should sign out about sixty, seventy mil. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, can I have that in tens, please? Thanks. <laughs> Either way, I mean, it's you know what, really too. You gotta love being their relatives because it's like, God, he made 110 million. Let's go over to his house for Christmas this year. You know, yeah. and, and if you didn't put on a Broadway show, you know, with all kinds of great catering and stuff, what you know? <laughs> now they think poorly of you. But not thinking huh. poorly, uh, you want to even touch the draft? Sure, absolutely. absolutely. All right, NFL draft coming right up, boys, girls. Quite an, quite an experience. And, you know, yep. the funny thing is, you know, for all the hype and bullshit leading up to this thing, you know, you're getting closer and closer to it, and you're looking at it you're going, you know, this really sucks this year, doesn't it? I mean, I was looking, I was going through it going, shit, you know, you got this guy here, he's got this issue, this other guy over here, he's got this issue. You know, you look at the top picks in the draft. You had the uh, Bryce Young, the quarterback. Yep. He's puny. Yep. Okay? Three, you know, three or four times he gets hit by a 300-pound uh, uh, He's going to hurt. He's done. Okay? Yep. Uh, so then next, you got C.J. Stroud, who got like a... Uh, uh, three uh, three percent on his SAT. Yeah, and eighteen. But it doesn't matter. The guy can throw. You're not asking him to fill out a tax form on the on the field, whether he be a brilliant man or not. With the emphasis on not, you know. Okay, that one was fairly passable because he is a good quarterback, a good college Ohio State quarterback. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll see how this works out because we've seen other Ohio State quarterbacks come through the system as well. <sighs> Arch Leister. Then, then, then you had Will Anderson, who they all tried to talk up as the next coming of uh, God knows what. And, you know, he got basically you have a uh, a um, a um, undersized power rusher. Okay, that's going to work out great. At this Will level. Anderson? Hell, I'd take Will Anderson psh, with my sixth pick, my eighth pick. I would have traded up for Will Anderson. Everybody else. Uh, you know, eh. the, more, the, more, the more I saw it, you know, a lot of analysts were coming out saying, you know, he's good, but elite? Give me a break. He's no Joey Bosa. Name anybody you know, that so came he, out of that draft that's elite this year. Nobody was. Nobody. Elite. It's a weird draft. Nobody. You're right. You know? And you know they got to the point where you know getting the last couple of days they were starting to admit it. You know they said, you know really there's like 15 players in this draft that would normally go in the first round. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm looking at it going, yeah, I see that. So you get into the draft and. <clears throat> You know, the Lions look like they're going to pick Devon Witherspoon, right? Yeah. Because why? Because he'll be available because the Seahawks, they're ready to take Jalen Carter because they're used to dealing with guys with problems and they know how to fix them and da 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 da. And the Seahawks get on the clock and they take Witherspoon. Which they had a blow. No, thank you. Do you think somehow, some way, Kenny, that that blew Detroit's mind? And they went humming, 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 humming. Absolutely, that was my impression. Is they went go, oh, what, what? Oh shit! Now what? Yeah, yeah. You got three minutes to do your oh shit. Now what? You know. Yeah, and then uh, and then along comes Arizona, and they said, you know what? We'd like your number six pick. You would. We'll give you twelve. We'll give you twelve and thirty-four, and it's like. Thank you, God. Okay. Well, then you're sitting there and you're saying, well, we could take another offensive lineman. And then you hit a run on him. Mm. By the time you're drafting, the top three of them are gone. True. Okay. You know, we've always talked about uh, position uh, value, positional value, right? But what do you do when the position, the value positions have been picked clean? Yeah, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? Yeah, I I mean... I think that's kind of of how it fell for them. You know, know, these guys have, the last couple years, they've had things break their way. Well, they sure as hell didn't this time. Yeah, especially when you take a look at Mr. Levi's. You know, it was like, oh, man, every time they put the camera back on him, ooh, ooh. You know, and it's like you're kind of hoping. Come on, some NFL team have a heart. You know, all the by by number fourteen, by number twelve, by number ten, everybody was gone. That was you know, the, the people you'd want to take to the dance. Everybody else is just filler in your car. You know, so yeah. just take the guy. I mean, I don't know what the big knock is on him. He comes from a nice family, it appears, and now his sister is. Like posing for magazines or some silly thing, I hear. So, I mean, you just felt bad. And if you really think that Hooker was better than Levis, 
You know, I like when they called him Levi. That was great. You know, it's like there's... And the funny thing, and you're right, Ken, and I think if we rolled back the tape from last week, I mean, we had four quarterbacks in the first five picks. That made Uh everything make sense for Detroit at six. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody... It was silly season. Nobody was telling you the truth anyways. Yeah. And so Mel Kuyper and everybody else... This, I think, Ken, goes to show what you were talking about for years. You know, the mock draft is about as good as the mock ass. There is nothing that may, you know, you could say whatever you want, and it's like, that's nice, that's nice, but unless you're the GM of the NFL teams, none of that crap makes sense. And then you have mock draft one, mock draft two, mock draft three. It doesn't matter. All this stuff, and people got all crazed about you know, the mock drafts. And this year shows, once and for all, put a coffin nail in mock drafts. They don't matter. They're wildly, obviously, wildly wrong. And so, I mean, right. it's cute, I guess, if you're driving long distance and, you know, you just want to, you know, talk hot stove with folks. But the craziness about the mock draft, the Everybody's got one. CBS Sports has one. Everybody has one because I think everybody wants to be the smartest man in the room. And look how poorly it went this year, Ken. None, none of the mock drafts agree, though. That's the problem because you get to the point and no, nobody agrees. And nobody, nobody is drafting for a team when you do a mock draft. True. What you're doing is you're taking generic players uh, for generic teams. So when a team is looking at a player and say, he would fit, fit really well in our scheme, no mock draft is doing that. No. So you're not really drafting, you're not really selecting players the way that teams do. Yeah, I mean, you're taking, and it's not too hard, you take almost computer rankings of all these uh, players. And then you go, well, let's see now. Seattle needs a linebacker. We'll put the best linebacker here. Let's see. Detroit needs a quarterback, so we'll put the best quarterback here. And that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, it has nothing to do with personality or how the workout. Or I mean, everybody wanted Jalen you know, Carter up in six, if not down to us. not Or even Chicago was supposed to take him. Oops. And they traded out. Oops. Remember, remember there were not eight teams that passed on Carter, there were nine. Yeah. Because Chicago passed on him too. They dealt the pick to Philly. Yeah. Now I don't understand why Philly if Chicago wanted him, they'd have taken him. So why would you t- swap picks with Chicago and then take Carter? I didn't understand that one at all. Because obviously the Chicago thing was a bluff. Yeah, you know, because Chicago could have stayed right there. But who else wanted the guy? Philly. Philly wanted him, and that's it. Because why? Because they're collecting up Georgia players. Yeah, and it's and it's also a luxury pick for them because even if it if he doesn't work out, oh well, they're still pretty well put together. You know, if this guy turns out to be the superstar that some folks said he's going to be then, God, Philly is just going to be incredible. But if he doesn't, oh, well, no push, no foul. 
Yeah, but I just I look at a guy like him and I just say that's a sucker's bet. Really is. I mean, he came out before the draft and he says, "Well, yeah, I guess I could have worked harder, but I worked hard enough to get where I am." Yeah, dude. Yeah, keep the mouth shut. Walk forward. You know, because yeah. he, he was talking too much. It's like, you know what? Say that you got laryngitis, and I'll talk to everybody after the draft. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, did you watch yeah. the draft at all, though, Ken? Bits and pieces. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't spend a whole lot of time. For, I, after a while, I couldn't take it anymore. It's like, my God, <laughs> you know, all these guys with all this hairspray on the on the tube they're all talking stuff like they know what they're talking about and they really don't yeah and then they come out well we're gonna we're gonna grade everyone's draft in other words you're gonna tell us how closely each team conformed their picks to what you said they were gonna do true yeah because you're the judge well shit subsequently though I took you know I said (laughs) <laughs> we we watched the the draft and at one time I you know asked Sue did I have too many Pepsis because man I was yelling at that screen yelling uh-huh. at that screen and then I'm thinking uh-huh. why am I getting emotional over something that doesn't matter yep you know and it won't matter for about another two years you know what yeah. matters right now if you give a damn about the Detroit Lions is golf. Are you going to re-sign him? You're going to let him walk? Mm -hmm. Do you think Hooker's going to be better? You know, I mean, here's Detroit. It's like, we're trading six. No, we're we're trading 12. Okay, there's a huge gap out of the top 10. There is. Mm -hmm. And then to take Mm -hmm. somebody that was supposed to be nowhere near the top 10, or not top 10, you know, talent, (laughs) but now we'll find out in a couple of years, is he or is he another DeAndre Swift? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you when you look at it. Like I said, you know, I am looking at going. Okay, you 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 uh, missed out on Devin Witherspoon. Now what are you going to take? You're going to take Tyree Wilson. That was the other name out there, right? Yeah, right. Well, he has a bad foot, and he apparently has a really bad foot. Yeah. He went in for a second surgery, and I understand that's not a good sign. Oh, but we don't talk about that before the draft because we're trying to pump up all these players. So you're going to tune in and watch the hairspray guys talk about all these great players that are coming out in the draft. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, but I worried that, I mean, since when did William and Mary send people to the NFL? You know, Uh, we traded up? uh, What? Yeah. You know, and it's like, all right, so, you know, Campbell looks like mini Campbell. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, yay, Iowa, solid but not spectacular. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so, you know, I just, I threw my, both my hands and it was just like, that's it. That's all. I'm not watching any more of this stuff. Just because it's like, okay, it's time for Detroit, time for Detroit. Oh, Detroit traded back 1,000 spaces. <laughs> what? Dudes, you're, if you're in a win now, trading back, you know, I'm going to give you the number six pick so you can give me, like, multiple picks. You're going to give me 121, 142, and 168. 
Okay. Yeah. What genius is that? Nobody goes that deep in a draft and finds somebody. Even Rodriguez, you know, next year, how much is he going to play? You know, and that was supposed to be the big, you know, Joe Dumars kind of fine in, in the small rounds. Not impressed. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I think and it, what's the, the big picture with these guys are everybody likes the players, nice players, nothing bad here. Mm-hmm. They hated yeah. where you picked them because there's much yeah. more talent around at 12, you know, and much more at 6. You know, uh-huh. there was no reason to drop 6. I mean, really, I'm giving you 6. You're giving me double the distance with that and then all the way down to the second round. Okay, somehow that's that makes sense. The 6th overall to the 12th and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. You know, players don't get better as you get closer to 500, they get better at 1. And that's what I was screaming about that. It was like it this draft ain't that deep to do that. All yeah. right. How much do we care? Yeah. And, and again, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I took a look at this. I says, okay, we were, we're spending all this time dealing with all these graphics, right? True. And, uh, somebody made a comment that uh, the washout rate on running backs taken in the first round is 51%. <laughs> Yikes. 51%, 51% of them got a second contract with the same team. Yikes. Said, okay. Interesting metric. What is the percentage overall, though? Yeah. And it's about two-thirds of first-round draft picks overall that get the 50-year option exercised. Not talking about a second contract, just talking about the fifth year option. So, in other words, one third of the players taken in the draft in an average year, one third of the teams walk away from the fifth year. Yeah. If you're not beat up by that time. That's not very good. No, and considering that your your 12th round, your first draft pick this year, the guy's 5'9, he's not 180. Okay. Uh People yeah, worry. I'm looking at this draft and I'm saying, okay, overall, what is going to be the washout rate on this group? Yeah, lots. So yeah, so we're looking at it, going, oh, well, oh hell, you shouldn't have taken a running back at twelve because you're he's not going to last. None of them are going to last. This yep. is an exercise in futility. Most of these bozos aren't going to be around and get the fifth-year option. But you could easily have taken somebody at six that may increase its years to be here, the chances to be here longer, you know, than, than a running back who's 5'9", less than 180. And if you're worried about Bryce Young, worry about a running back in space that's going to get killed. Oh, well, he's kind of just well, like Barry. My ass, he is, you know. Yeah. I mean, huh. they, they said that about Swift, and look how fast they got rid of him, and they didn't even look back. You know, you can yeah. in this day and age, Kenny. I think 
I was going to go for it, and I think you'll agree, but every time people say that, it's like, you know, you're stilting the uh, conversation. It's like running backs, you can get second, third, fourth, fifth round because they're about as disposable as condoms. You know, you use them, you have fun, and that's it. You know, they get crashed. It's like, you know, you you might as well have taken Jake Moody at 12. Mm Mm-hmm. Which actually might have been a better idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, who puts... Yeah, but, you know, I, I think what we, we've done, though, is we've created this enormous three-day television marathon. Yeah, right. That amounts, that amounts to nothing more than a gigantic advertisement. It was awful. I think yeah. so. And boy, oh boy, Kenny, did you hit it right on the head. I mean, the spectacular, as even Sue asked, I mean, 15 years ago, you know, you're, you're somewhere in a hotel in New York, and Detroit picks, running back so-and-so, great. Boston or New York, you're on the, the clock. Next. You didn't have this big tent. You didn't have people singing in between commercials. You didn't have, you know, these people coming up with some little kid screaming into the microphone. What the fuck is this shit? You know, I mean, it was like you didn't bring some guy from your team from, you know, who washed out 10 years ago. Who cares? I mean, act NFL like you've been there before. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of, Kenny, of the NHL uh, All-Star Game, where now it's like a 12-day event. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, it's North versus, you know, well, now this time it's East. East versus South and all that, or East versus West. None of this skills thing, none of this other peripheral. And you know what the scary thing about this, Mr. Pocket, is that this traveling circus freak show is coming to Detroit next year. Yeah. Is it next year or the year? It is next year, isn't it? Yeah, 24, man. Where are they going to have it? At District Detroit? Uh, At the Sterling Fest. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> going to have a Foreigner there. They're going to have Warrant, you know, or the at least the original Tambourine Player. You know, I mean, yeah, it'd be at Campus Martius, and it's going to have that big stupid tent, and it's going to be about a two month hype around here, and it's like, oh my God, it's look, you're just reading off names quickly. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, look how fast third, fourth, fifth rounds went. As soon as they got them on, sure. next, next, next. You know, I mean, yeah. this this first round. And then, you know, the really embarrassment was is that they would go to commercial and hold up the whole proceedings. Mm-hmm. You know, is should this be a commercial-free kind of thing? I mean, you could literally put this in the newspaper the next day. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go through. I mean, there was one time the commissioner was actually telling the entertainment to wrap it up so he could get to uh, announce the next one. It was, it was irritatingly slow and awful because they always had, and now Green Bay, and then they'd show like eight or nine people dressed up like cheeseheads, and now Seattle, and then they had eight or nine people from Seattle, in quote, you know, because who the hell really travels down there to see this? Yeah. You know, and then they go, and Green Bay, and then first selection is 
Bob Smith. And then they cut back to these weirdos, and you could see half of them were plants because they all looked at the sky and went, who, what, what? Yeah, are we supposed to applaud? Are we supposed to clap? It was awful. I mean, it was. God love you, Kenny. You hit it right on the head. I, You know, I'm almost to the point, if we didn't have to watch this, it's like, let me know what goes on the next day. You know, just yeah. so you, because really, and now here's another thing, Ken, and then you alluded to it a couple of minutes ago. It's like this, the guys with the hairspray, as you call them, you know, they're like the weatherman. They were so wildly wrong, but is there any penalty about it? No. Is there anybody calling out Kirk Herb Street? You know, no. Kirk Street? You know why? <laughs> because they're experts. Yeah, they are experts. You know, That's why we're not experts. We're authority. We're better. Yeah, we knew better to try to second judge, I would guess. I mean, everybody knew yeah. they didn't watch Halen Carter, you know. And, and, but beyond that fact, I mean, it really should have been four quarterbacks at the first five picks. And then everything would have been fine for Detroit. They didn't have to go, you know, back, you know, draft backward and stuff. I mean, they packaged yeah. like three picks to move up to 99 what i mean god it's like it, this is going to go one of two ways either the guy really is a genius and i mean he's unconventional as you can throw him or he seriously is as bad as the long line of gms wow. that lions have had yeah all right yeah we'll, we'll find out pretty quickly i think you know I, i'm looking at this team and i'm going you know they really need to prove something because, you know, you're, you, I'm sitting in the, uh, I had uh, gone up for an oil change today and I'm sitting there in the lobby and they got ESPN on and they have one of these uh, trained monkeys that comes on there and he's going to give us his view of the top contenders in the NFC this year. NFC. Okay. Okay. Uh, and so number one was Philadelphia. Yeah. Gee, I needed an expert to come on and tell me that, didn't I? That's a stretch, yeah. And number two, San Francisco. Oh, wow, we're on a roll, aren't we? You're so smart. Number three, he picks Seattle. Yeah, okay, reasonable. They had a pretty good draft, I'd say, and uh, you know they were a playoff team last year. But number three, huh? If you're saying San Francisco's two, Seattle's in the same division, it means they're a wild card. They're going to have to win on the road. Number four, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Well, they're in the same division as Philly. It means they have to win on the road. Number five, the New York Giants. I, I'm, I'm seeing a trend here. But I thought to myself, you know what? This is exactly the kind of stuff that the Detroit Lions need. They need their asses to be disrespected. The last thing I want to hear out of this team is, look at how good we are. Look at how good everyone says we are. We're another one bites the dust. No thanks. Been through that before. Yeah. I want this team to be dragged through the mud on ESPN. I want them disrespected every which way to Sunday. Okay, why? Because this is a team that needs to feel that there's they have something to prove. Because they do have something to prove. 
Yeah, but don't you think they're listening to their press clippings? Listen to how many fans are going, oh, boy, when we go to the Super Bowl this year, when we go to the Super Bowl, boy, we drafted well. Look, idiots, everybody else drafted well, too. Well, except for one team, you know. So it's not like in the vacuum. It's like they they go off like Detroit was the only people participating in the draft, and everybody else stood still from 2022, you know, 2023, I should say. You know, I mean, that was it. Nobody else improved. Nobody else got better. Nobody else filled needs. It was only Detroit did. And so that gives us this extra edge to go to a Super Bowl. Hell, we can't get rid of Goff because he's our Super Bowl uh, quarterback. Guys, God damn, win a playoff game. Go to a playoff game. You know? I don't know how you think that with this defense – that somehow, some way, and with the eradicism of eradicism of your quarterback, you know. Remember, does everybody forget about the first six games, the first half of this season? You know, which Lions team are you going to get? Yeah, it's like well, let's wait because really, if they do the if they do eight and nine this year, you know, they miss out on everything. Wow, this is going to be the worst fall since everybody was all hyped up coming out of hard knocks. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen it before out of this team. Yeah, but it seems like people are unusually hyped now. Sure. And I don't know if they just because they like Campbell or whatever. I mean, you got to remember, he's not a genius coach yet. Not even close. Did they get somebody yeah. else to help them out with the game management clock? You know, and you think about it, your OC is going to be gone next year. Gone. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to build everything around, and he's, he, from all intents, he looks pretty good as an OC. You know, yeah. but, I mean, are you going to go back and get rid of him and get Lombardi? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Regardless. All right. So now you have that. You know, we, we, we have certainly seen the ups and downs here, and we've seen a lot more downs than ups. And, you know, I, I think people are so starved for a winner. And they got a taste of it toward the end of last year. And, you know, everyone's just kind of gone off on the, off the deep end now. And The fans you know, are believing their hype. Yeah. They created the hype, and they're believing it. And it's like, folks, pump the brakes. Because now you're playing a tighter schedule this year than you are a last-place hard-knock schedule from last year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's see what you do. Yeah. All right. How about those basketball players? Which basketball players are you referring to? <laughs> I don't remember any in Detroit, so none, there are none that are memorable in Detroit. <laughs> uh, Lambeer, Dave DeBusher. Okay, that goes back a ways. Huh? <laughs> Look how far back you got to go. You know, yeah. but you feel bad for those guys because I mean the the, the Pistons that played at Kobo. You know, it, you got no respect ever. It's, no. And then you had, you know, but then everybody like trots out Bing, DeBusher, Lanier, you know, it's so close to saying Lambeer, but. 
Um, and but then you guys played forever. I mean, it's almost. I don't know, Kenny. Is it is it time for the, an expansion team? Let the Pistons go somewhere else, you know, and then let's just get an expansion team and start over. Well, for all intents and purposes, what we have is a, an expansion team. Yeah, but it's constant expansion yeah. team. Yeah, and you know, if, at least if you brought a new team in, you'd get a new owner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true and, and so needed. You know, and by the way, take motion with you also, won't you? Huh. Frustration that we have as fans is that general managers come and go, coaches yep. come and go, but the owner remains. And when you get a bad owner, you tough through it, but sometimes you just wait for the owner to you beg the owner to sell the team and you know he's not going to. Not even close. And a son of a bitch lives a long <laughs> life. And then they will it to their 14-year-old kid who's going to have it forever. Or their, or their 92-year-old widow <laughs> who likes the linebackers. Yeah, but she, she goes to every single uh, NFL meeting. Everybody loves the Fords. Yeah. You know, because they're everybody, they're, you know, the Chicago Cubs of the 90s. There's the lovable losers. Everybody cares. Uh You know, thank God the Fords are there. Thank you for your your advertisement money. Yeah. And the W on the schedule. (laughs) Yeah. Except for, you know what really cracks me up, too? And and I'm glad you said something about that. It's only because the, the. Fans around Detroit call in and they go, "Yeah, last year the Lions are so good. We, you know, ended Aaron Rodgers' run in Green Bay." No, you didn't. No, you did. It's like, what? Do you really seriously think that Green Bay go? Well, look at this. We lost twice to, to Lions. The hell with this man. Make him go away. Huh? I mean, that stuff was going on for years in Green Bay. It was just that yeah. it was he just flipped out for the last time, and they said, "All right, cool, no more drama," you know. Yeah, and now in New York they're going, "Oh, thank God, we've got Aaron Rodgers. We're so blessed." And you know, I can kind of understand that a little bit because you just went through the process of getting Zach Wilson some, uh, <laughs> looking at Zach Wilson <laughs> flame out. <sighs> In less than a year. Well, now we got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, you know what? What do they say? Uh, Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yeah, because really, all it takes is Aaron Rodgers to get bounced once. You know, I mean, that's a total different division than playing here, man. Yeah. And people are going to be looking for your weird ass to hit. (laughs) Yeah. And remember, man, if you flame out in New York, you, it's it's not like you get, you know, uh, Jerry Green here, you know, where you can screw up as much as you want. The press doesn't get on you. They want to get on you. They're ready to get on you, you know, now. Good luck to yeah. you, man. I mean, ugh. I mean, who do you think has the hardest time coming in? Aaron Rodgers in New York or Hooker in Detroit? 
Well, Hooker's going to have an easy time because he's got a built-in excuse. He's coming off an injury. So he can just take a year or two or three and just kind of sit and watch and read the playbook and, you know, um, hit the uh, gambling app. Just don't do it in the parking lot, you know. (laughs) Yeah, good Lord. Good Lord. How quickly we forgot about that one, too. You know what I mean? First of all, dear Detroit, why are you drafting anybody before the sixth round that is going to be terminally hurt for a year? You know, because really now you have, while the whole other class advances, you know, Hooker is going to be in neutral for a year. Okay. I, I give you Deshaun Watson to show what happens when quarterbacks are neutral for a year. But it's the built-in excuse. Which is? Which is, well, yeah, you know, you can't fire me because I've got this quarterback in waiting and he's not ready yet. And when he's ready, you just wait and see. What are we going to see? I mean, here's a quarterback out of Tennessee who didn't run a pro offense. Not the hardest people, you know to smack around and you were hurt too so okay I mean you blew out an ACL an ACL for a quarterback alright I mean what what is the love of these guys that have one year injuries which means extremely serious you know yeah. what's the love of pick why don't you just pick that same pick next year because that's about yeah. as much as you're going to have, you know, as a built-in goal for this year. Regardless. All right. Uh, what about NASCAR? Anything? Zoom, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I th- I'm, I'm so, in a way, you know, when we finished last week's show, we said the cool thing about the end of this week is going to be no more draft. I mean, no more mock yeah. draft, you know. Yeah. And and please go away with with the grading of the draft. I mean, it's cute to read and stuff like that, but it makes no difference, zero difference. Yeah. You know, uh, what go? And you're right. And I think you said it best, Ken. It's like, how close did you come to uh, my ideology of what I think how this should have gone down? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's. It's actually a way of, uh, I don't want to say excuse making, but it's it's a rationalization. It's like uh, I wasn't wrong, you were wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's but like when I it's like when I do my picks for the uh, sweet for the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, my picks were fine. It's just the damn teams didn't win. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean. Kenny, answer this question. I don't know if if it's a fair one because it doesn't give you any time to reflect. But why is it more than anywhere else is it that sport fan has to be the smartest man in the room? You know, and, and they'll go every which way to try to tell you that they are even making their own drafts. I mean, isn't just Mel Kuyper making a draft or CBS Sport making a draft or, or you know... Uh, Bleacher Report. 
I mean, Bob Smith had one. Al Jones had one. Your milkman mm-hmm. down the street had one. You know, why is it? And, and then that same thing with sport betting, too. You know, uh, clearly that's, you know, oh boy, should I take the point? Should I do a parley on this one? Should I just, you know, why is it that sport fan has to be, what are they missing in their personality that they got to be the smartest guy in the room and give all these bizarre-ass things? Yeah, I don't understand it myself. I really couldn't tell you. It's just, it's, you know, people are looking for validation, I guess, but kind of strange way to find it. Yeah, but why in sports? I mean... Why not in politics? Why not in something that really matters? But in sports, you got to go because you'll even have the guys going, "Oh, look, here he goes. Hey, this is going to be his sinker," before the guy even winds up. But John, you know better. Just think about what you just said. Not in politics. It was rigged. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and this is where it's come from too. I it's mean, it's come from that damn thing. Yeah. It's validation. I wasn't wrong. It was rigged. Yeah, it was a referee counting against us, you know. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times Detroit didn't go to any Super Bowl because the refs were against us all the time. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You know, the same thing with the Jordan rules and the whole nine yards. Okay, maybe. You know, but it's like enough of being rigged, guys. Let's, you know, you lost fair and square. If, I mean, it's like, the, well, we had to play on a muddy field. And as you say so many times, well, so did the other side. Yeah. Okay. So kind of doesn't really matter, I assume. But what does matter is what did we not talk about in one whole minute, my good man? We didn't talk about a team that has greatly exceeded expectations so far this baseball season. A real Stunner, frankly, the best team in the National League. Would you like to guess who that is? Uh, let's see. Wouldn't it be St. Louis? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. God bless. You know, if any team... Need, but Thank again, they're, they're like the National League Kansas City Royals. Crappy, 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 good. Crappy, 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 good. You know? Yeah, this one came out of nowhere, though. But hooray! How the hell could they be this good? Do you really think it's going to last? I don't. No. But, hey, no. ride it. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the anti-Phillies of last year. You know, it's kind of like nobody expected them to be good. But who did they play, though? I mean, did they play the bottom feeders? or, or they? Because, really, we see St. Louis just, it's shocking. How I mean, St. What? Normally, they are the bottom feeders. That's what I'm saying. They are the ones that you that people play and say, well, who'd you play? Well, maybe because they didn't play Detroit this year. That's true. Uh, interestingly enough, I haven't looked the last few days, but uh, a few days ago I looked at the statistics. And I said, okay, what is the league uh, major league average for OPS, which is on base plus slugging? It was 703, I believe. And then I went to the Tigers roster. I said, okay, I'm going to make a list of all the Tigers hitters that are at or above league average. And I started making a list. And get out your pens so you can write these down, okay? 
<laughs> Do okay. I need to? Do I need any ink Jake, whatsoever? I, yeah, I said, okay, there's Jake Rogers. Would you like me to repeat the list? <laughs> I was going to say, at, does this include at-bat numbers? I mean, they have to be at-bat so many times, or? Well, and actually, uh, Jake Rogers is a, like a halftime player. Yeah, right. And he was the only Tiger hitter at or above league average in OPS. More, more, more than, say, Cabrera? <laughs> oh, well, you know, he's on his farewell tour, yeah. You know what, that's really? Bleak, but that's how bleak it is. You know, if anybody's expecting, well, you know, they're... They won five in a row. Yeah, you know you were two and nine before that, and you've been three and eight since then. Yeah, right. You know, and, she, and for some god reason, Baltimore is not that, not better than Detroit on paper. You know, but all of a sudden they put it together, and it's like, yay! You know, yeah. but hey, but you got you know, Erod. So go kids, go. Yeah, I expect over the next few weeks I'll be doing a little bit bigger. Dip into the Detroit Tigers cesspool to <laughs> this one out. But uh, I got a pretty good idea just how how stinky this the smell is going to be. So you know what I like that everybody latched on. Look how great their numbers are for their bullpen. They're second in the league. Are they anymore? Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I doubt it. We had a couple of rough outings, so. I love those rough outings. You know, I will give the the Tigers to the seventh inning to win, and then have Lucy pull the football. You know, it's you have no bench. I mean, to the point where you get Zach Short up as a pinch hitter, as opposed to Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> you know, I mean, what does that say about what they think Cabrera can do anymore? You know, yeah. basically, he's a Walmart greeter now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is. And when you look at Verlander and you look at, at Scherzer coming in and going, God bless, we could have kept either one of those guys and let Cabrera walk. You know, but, yeah. oh, no, for some god reason, we had to keep that guy for three years as a super anchor around our neck while these guys were actually earning their money. All right. Makes sense. But what also yeah. makes sense is how you can get us. You can get us anytime, anywhere. You pick up your friendly um, podcasts, and, and we'll be there with our shining faces and great graces. How about that one, eh? Love it. <laughs> Do you? All right. Next week, we got all kinds of things to talk about, including competitive figure skating. So, for the Super CPA, Ken Pocket, myself, John Sauer, thank you so very much for being with us. We'll see you again next week on the Detroit Sports Authorities. Ready, Ken? Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>